What do you do when it feels like everything is going wrong? Percy, ever think about that? Well, sometimes it feels like God has abandoned you, doesn't it? Yeah, sure does. Well, today on this podcast, we will look at how to put a cancer diagnosis into a godly perspective. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and sometimes it does feel like God has abandoned us. It does, and as we walk through life, Wayne, we all have an opportunity to experience that sense of abandonment or the perception of abandonment, but really, uh, has God really abandoned us and left us? Well, we're going to talk about that today, and we're going to work through that that question. Right. And by the way, this is our 200th episode of Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Woo-hoo. So, Percy, thanks for the investment that you've made in this program. Well, I'm excited to still be here on the other side of that, my <laughs> friend. So, again, as we look at that landmark, again, it's good to still be here and still be alive. So, uh, congratulations to the show, and thank you for your partnership, sir. We're going to try something different today. We will have this conversation about faith and our faithful God. But we're going to try something new. We would like to ask our listeners a question today. Uh, Percy, this is an idea that came up recently, and I, I love the idea of making this interactive. Absolutely. Uh, so we're going to throw this out to, to you listening today. Uh, how did or how does your faith make a difference to you in your cancer journey? And we want to hear directly from you. And you can send that response back to us at hhiquestions.com, hhiquestions.com. How did or does your faith make a difference to you in your cancer journey? I'll remind you of that question and the website coming up shortly here on the program today, so stay tuned, and we really would love to hear from you. How does your faith make a difference on your cancer journey? We will get into the scriptures in just a moment. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, a comprehensive cancer care network. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE, 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. And you can learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, we're going to have this conversation today about our faithful God, and it needs to start with Scripture, I believe, don't you think? And so our spiritual nugget, absolutely, because everything that we do rests and stands upon the Word of God. Romans, the 10th chapter and the 11th verse, will be our platform Scripture, literally, that we'll be building this conversation around, and it reads as follows. As Scripture says, anyone who believes in Him, being God, will never be put to shame, never be put to shame. And so that's the platform and the spiritual reference point that we want to build this discussion around, Wayne. Yeah, as we open today, we ask the question, does it ever feel like uh, everything's going wrong and God is not faithful? The key word there is feels like, because God is faithful. There's no question. That is correct. So there's a perception. And again, if we're not careful, sometimes our perception can create a reality for us. But in the sense of talking about who God is and what God is to us, we need to understand that we walk by faith 
faith and not by sight. Our sight or our perception of what something may feel like uh, in many cases is very different than who and what God actually is and what he is doing. We're going to share a lot of scripture here in the next few minutes as we have this conversation, but I want our listeners to know that we will put this in a resource form that you can download at our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Mm. So uh, as you're already scribbling notes, uh, don't worry, we'll, we'll have the notes for you in the resource. Yes. Just go to healthhopeandinspiration.com. You can download it there. Is God always faithful? Well, let's start back with the Scripture. Again, we need to begin and end every conversation with that. What does the Scripture tell us about the faithfulness of God? Well, 1 Corinthians, the first chapter and the ninth verse says simply this, God is, not will be, not was, God is faithful. And so when we start there, Wayne, the key that we have to uh, really uh, anchor ourselves around the school of thought is that there is no question God is the definition of faith and faithfulness. It is who he is and what he is at the end of the day. And the reason why God is faithful is because God is a, he keeps his word. He keeps his word. God really is a lawgiver, a lawmaker, and therefore he is not a lawbreaker. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm going to say it again. Okay, all right. I'm going to say it again. God is a lawgiver. He is a lawmaker, and therefore he is not a lawbreaker. He can't. That's right, because the very nature of God's character is built upon the foundation of who and what he is. And so the law of God is that I am God, and besides me, there I'm faithful. And everything that I do, I, I am faithful to what I do, and I am faithful to what I say I will do. So therefore, God won't break his word. Therefore, he won't break his laws. And therefore, he is the epitomization of faithfulness. He's the very definition of faithfulness. He's the very essence, the quintessential nature of what faith is at the end of the day. And this is something the psalmist repeats over and over again, doesn't he? He does. In Psalms uh, 33 and 4, for the word of the Lord is right and true. I'm going to say it again. For the word of the Lord is right and true. He is faithful in all that he does. And so when we talk about that, uh, when we look at that scripture and when we really unpack it, if something happens to you that makes you think God isn't or wasn't faithful, then there is something, quite frankly, and I want to be very uh, compassionate when I make the statement, uh, that we are misunderstanding mm-hmm. about who God is, uh, which uh, really shouldn't be hard for us to imagine, Wayne. The Bible says that our thoughts are not his thoughts. Right. They are far as east that is from west. So again, to try to sit in the place of understanding the totality of God, we first must own up and pony up to the fact that we don't understand all that God is, nor can we comprehend all that he is. And so some of our lack of understanding in this situation uh, basically helps us to understand that we need to simply be prepared to wait and see what the Lord will ultimately do, that he's not finished with us despite where we may find ourselves in the midst of a situation. Yeah, the scriptures also say that even if we are faithless, he is faithful. So if we have doubts about God's faithfulness, I think God can handle that. I think he can, you know, we just need to be honest with him about that. I agree with that. And there, you know, so let's take a little second here to go here. And so uh, for those that may be listening, and I've heard certainly 
uh, certain uh, theological perspectives that try to suggest that, you know, if we somehow stumble through our faith toward God, that somehow that impacts God's faithfulness toward us. Not at all. And I want to give a great example. You know, back in the Old Testament in Genesis 17, verses 16 and 17, it tells us this. And I'll just read this, Wayne, so that we can get the full context of this scripture Mm -hmm. and the thought that we're trying to make here. And it says, and I will bless her being a Sarah and give you a son from her. Yes, I will bless her richly and she will become the mother of many nations kings of nations will be among her descendants. Now listen and, and and follow the reaction of Abraham, the the father of faith in verse 17. Okay. Then Abraham bowed down to the ground, but he laughed to himself in disbelief. <laughs> We've always been taught that Abraham uh, did not fail in his faith, but the fact of the matter is he had a moment where he wasn't exactly plugged into <laughs> that promise that God gave him. So it says, but he laughed to himself in disbelief. How could I become a father at the age of 100, he thought. And how can Sarah have a baby when she is 90 years old? That doesn't exactly sound like a person who is pro- fully persuaded no. at that moment. And the point that we're simply making here as we try to tie this together is that God's faithfulness to us is not necessarily contingent upon how faithful we are to initially what God is telling us we can do or where we can go or what we can be. God is always faithful despite the lack of our faithfulness to him. And the time that that likely happens in our life is when we're faced with a crisis like a cancer diagnosis. And and most certainly because we're being pushed up against, uh, our backs are against the wall. We're facing something in some cases we've never faced before. Mentally, emotionally, physically, we're being challenged and we're struggling. And so we're struggling to find our way. And of course, this is where um, the Apostle Paul says is that he learned how to be, uh, that when I'm weak, then am I strong. Mm -hmm. He, he, He came to terms with the fact that it's not in my strength that God's power rests upon me is actually when I'm weak, is when I'm struggling, that the power of Christ rests upon me. So we need not to take that disposition before the throne room of God to cancel out the fact or to think that that cancels out the faithfulness of God. So God knows that we're weak, we're frail. And if we make a mistake, he's not going to condemn us, right? No, we're human. God understands the human nature and the makeup of who and what we are. And and quite frankly, God understands that we're dealing with the negative impact and influences uh, that are trying to pull us away from who God is, that there's an adversary, uh, there's a, an evil one, there's evil forces that are trying to take us uh, and derail us, if you will, from the, the very promises and nature of God, and that he promised that he would never leave us, that he would never forsake us, that he would would be with us even until the end of the ages. So again, this is not about what all I bring to the table. It's about being willing to sit at the table, but God has prepared a feast before us, David said, even in the presence of our enemies while we walk through the shadow of, of the valley of death. So it helps us to be yeah. encouraged around yeah. that. I like what Romans ten eleven says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. And at the end of the day, when everything else is said and done, the, those who trust in the Lord and in God uh, ultimately will be standing tall. The Bible guarantees it. Now, the question is, or we need the qualifier is, what does necessarily standing tall means? Well, that doesn't necessarily mean that every circumstance and situation may change uh, in our favor and our best interest or behalf, but it means that when the dust settles and the smoke clears, we are going to be standing in a place where God has promised us 
peace, rest, joy, uh, all of the things that ultimately uh, God has promised us in his word that he will be with us and he will partner us even through the midst of all of our trials and tribulations. Well, even as we have this conversation today, let's turn it back to our listeners and ask this question again. How does your faith make a difference to you in your cancer journey? We really want to hear your responses to that question. And we've set up this website, hhiquestions.com, where you can respond easily. Yeah, please uh, give us some honest feedback. We we're soliciting uh, engagement because ultimately what we want to do here, Wayne, as you know, is that we want to encourage, we want to inform, but we want to engage uh, that listener today with regard to anything that is being said. And then we want to hear back from you. So, yeah, let us know how uh, how did or how does your faith make a difference to you uh, in your cancer journey or in the midst of a cancer journey? We'd be interested to hear that. You can respond at hhiquestions.com. Well, we talked about uh, having doubts, being human. What if we make mistakes? Let's go a little deeper on that. What if we make a mistake? Well, first of all, are you trying to suggest that we make mistakes as human beings? Of <laughs> I know. I never have. No, <laughs> no, never, never. Well, the fact of the matter is that's I believe it is the it is the most pivotal and most important foundational principle for me personally of why uh, I call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, because uh, he uh, was an advocate. He was a sacrifice for everything that I could not be uh, that God uh, wants and desires and requires us to be. Uh, God understood that we couldn't keep that standard. And so he sent a sacrifice, an advocate, one who could stand in my place, a go-between, the mm-hmm. Word of God says. And so, uh, again, uh, Romans uh, 3, 3 and 4 says, what if some were unfaithful? Will their unfaithfulness nullify God's faithlessness, faithfulness? I'm not sorry. Not at all. No, not at all. So we just need to face up to the fact that we're sinners. Uh, we've made mistakes. We will make mistakes. We're flawed. We're damaged, but we're not abandoned. We're not thrown away and we're not left for dead. And so with that, uh, that does not nullify God's faithfulness and his promises to those who trust in him. You have counseled so many people who have received a cancer diagnosis. When that happens in someone's life, which is more common, that they turn to God or turn away from God in doubt and and, uh, even fear? Well, absolutely. The old adage when I first started out in hospital chaplaincy uh, used to be that there are no atheists in foxholes. Uh, One of the things that certainly perpetuates and pushes people into a place of serious consideration of who God is to them and for them is when uh, they're told that they're dealing with the possibility of a life-threatening death and crisis. And so uh, having said that, it is an opportunity, and I believe it's a principle of social service work, that the greatest opportunity and time for change is in the midst of a crisis. Mm -hmm. People will consider changing or doing something different uh, when they're faced with a real serious confrontation that they realize that they can't do anything about within their own uh, strength. And then they look for sources of strength outside of themselves. And this is where God comes in the picture. Ultimately, what God wants to be and desires to be in all of our lives is the source of our strength. That's what he wants. God is not a dictator. God wants to be the uh, the source of where we we uh, uh, we feel renewed, redeemed, uh, restored, and strengthened. And he is our source of strength in all that we do. And so there is an opportunity for individuals in those scenarios to reach out and connect or reconnect to the strength and the hopefulness of God. 
Well, talking about the fact that uh, we are going to make mistakes, we are going to sin. I mean, Romans 3.23 confirms this fact, doesn't it? Well, it does. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. And I just made that that, that commentary earlier. Mm-hmm. It is one of the fundamental core reasons why I associate and align my faith to God through Jesus Christ, because he was an atonement for my sins, past, present, and future. So with that, you can't do enough things right to earn God's righteousness. You can't do enough things wrong to disqualify you from God's faithfulness. So if your heart, uh, if you trust in your heart, uh, in him and follow him and are trying to uh, abide in that concept, I believe that God's faithfulness will continually be available to us uh, at all times when we need them the most. And so, again, uh, we can't come to the table with this idea that I've got to do enough to get God or to have God respond to me. God's looking for a broken and a contrite heart, the Word of God tells us, and that's what he reacts and responds to. So nothing we can do can cause him to love us more, and nothing we can do can cause him to love us less. Well, I mean, if, if that was the case, well, then we would have already been disqualified. <laughs> Let's just be <become laughs> perfectly true. honest yeah. about yeah. that. Yeah. So with that being said, absolutely not. And so, again, First uh, John 1 and 9 helps to reinforce the fact that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God is always faithful, faithful to forgive, faithful to uh, hear our prayers, and faithful to keep his promises, my friend. You know, I believe there's someone listening today who needed to hear that from us. I, I really strongly believe that. Well, I, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I need to hear it. I need to, the um, the psalmist David said that he needed to encourage himself in the Lord. The fact of the matter is, uh, I heard an old uh, Bible teacher say it this way. If you walk through the planet long enough, you're going to pick up the filth and the dirt of the earth. It's just a re- reason why we bathe in the morning or bathe in the evening and wash our hands. We pick up the germ and the dirt of the environment that we live in. We all need to be reminded, and certainly for you today that are listening to the show, uh, we want you to be reminded of the fact that God is always faithful and he will continue to forgive and he's faithful to hear our your prayers and our prayers and faithful to keep his promises. Again, I remind everyone listening that we have taken the scriptures that we're going through here today and put them into a resource, which is called God is on your side. I love the title. Mm-hmm. God is on your side. Yes. As we discuss his faithfulness here today, this resource is available free of charge, of course, as always. You can download it right now at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, if you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, a comprehensive cancer care network. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. There are hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, where they take an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have by simply calling 866-712-HOPE, 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. 
Percy, I know you have drawn inspiration from the testimonies of so many people that you've encountered who, after receiving a diagnosis of cancer and going through treatment mm. and and all that happens, they still they remain faithful and trusting in the Lord. Absolutely. And it's one of the reasons why, uh, even with this being our 200th show, that we need to continue to promote, share those testimonies and hear those testimonies. And now being now a cancer diagnosed cancer patient myself. Yeah, we've talked about that. Absolutely. Uh, you know, as I've shared with others, it's as if I've been rehearsing all of my you know last 24 years <laughs> because of hearing those number of mm-hmm. testimonies that have equipped me even from our journey uh, that we need to continue to share them. And, you know, Psalms 9-11 helps us to be encouraged that we should sing praises to the Lord who dwells in Zion, declare his deeds among the people. People simply need to know about what God has done. The scripture tells us to declare it. The coming generations need to hear about it. It doesn't just encourage, it certainly empowers and equips others to keep moving forward, my friend. Who are some of the people that come to your mind when you think of them as models of faithfulness, even in the midst of a crisis? Wow. You know, even with some of the folks that we've even um interviewed here on the show that still stand out in my head. Uh, Jerry Rose is, is one of our one of my favorite interviews because Jerry was so um, honest and transparent about how uh, when he was diagnosed initially with his cancer, how he had to sit down and he had to come to terms with and ask the question, what was the bedrock of his faith? Hmm. You know, this was this was a man of means and success. Uh, you know, he garnered and 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 achieved uh, great heights as being a a, a, a communications uh, executive in in Christian radio and, and television own, and yeah. TV and owning his own uh, communication company. But he said he had to sit down and ask a very hard question and answer it. If all of that was taken away, his great relationship with his wife that he still loves and is with, what would he be standing mm-hmm. on? And he said the bedrock of his faith was that Jesus was Lord and that no matter what happened, that he would be with him forever. And that helped him to work through two or three different diagnoses of cancer. And so I think about those type of testimonies that, you know, I can refer to and lean on and hopefully others as well. And that's just one of many of the uh, interviews we've done on this show, on this platform. Yeah, we encourage each other, don't we, when we hear these stories and retell these stories. Just yesterday, I spoke with a woman, Mm. and if I gave her name, everyone would recognize Mm. this woman's Mm. name. I mean, she's that well-known, but she's on a cancer journey herself right now. And her testimony of the Lord's goodness to her in the midst of what she's going through, and it's been a very hard struggle for her, her testimony of God's faithfulness in her life, and the fact that she believes that people praying for her made a huge difference. Ah. So that that really impacted me in many ways. Well, you know what's interesting, Wayne, just this week as well, for me, I have had three different individuals that I have personally known who have been diagnosed with cancer who reached out to me directly because of who I am, because of what I do, mm-hmm. and because they also are aware of the fact that just four months ago myself, yeah. I was diagnosed with cancer. Right. And they needed a word of encouragement, and they wanted a word of encouragement. What are we saying? Well, this is really to sum it up. Psalm 78.4 basically says, we will not hide these truths from our children. We will tell the next generation about the glorious deeds of the Lord, about his power, and his mighty wonders. And the bottom line today is potentially cancer can be beat and cancer can be treated. And we want to encourage everyone listening out there today to know that God is always Mm -hmm. faithful. Yes. And since you brought it up, 
Let me ask you what you have learned anew about God's faithfulness in your own journey. Well, I guess the, the spotlight is on me since I put it out there. <laughs> you know, again, it's it's what I've always heard. It's always what I've, what I've always believed. And it's simply this, that, again, number one, uh, I do believe, as my mom used to tell me growing up as a kid, you know, I would say, well, Ma, it seems like uh, bad things only happen to certain people and other people kind of get away with things. She said, no, son, everybody gets a turn at the plate. Everybody gets a turn to swing the bat. Uh, the principle, the, the, the worldview principle is that uh, everybody gets a turn to have to face a crisis. It may not necessarily be cancer per se, but everyone has to figure and find out who they are and who God is to them uh, under certain circumstances of duress. And that may be a very different set of unique circumstances than others, but everyone will be tried. And then the second principle, we've talked about it on the show, old uh, Christian saint who wrote TP in her Bible next to certain principles. And when she passed away at her funeral, her daughter, her granddaughter read all of the TP scriptures that she uh, annotated. And T stood for tried and P stood for proven. Oh, and so it. at the end of the day, uh, God, uh, we will we will be tried and we will be proven by the promises of God on some level in our lives. And at the end of the day, uh, it's not where you start and it's not where you are, but ultimately where you end. So those are a couple of okay, really good. big high level principles. Uh, for Thank me. you for sharing that. I, I really appreciate that. We opened this conversation today acknowledging that sometimes people feel like God has abandoned. Yeah. Them. So, and we've shared a lot of uh, scripture today that uh, we believe God is faithful even when we are faithless. But for that person who still is struggling, uh, what, what more can we say? Struggle is part of the journey. Struggle is part of the process. As a matter of fact, uh, struggle and suffering is so much part of the context of the New Testament. And the New Testament is within the context of uh, the revelation of Jesus Christ being Lord and Savior. He came to redeem the world, but that struggle and, and suffering is part of the human experience. It's part of being a believer. And so if someone, if you're listening today and you're struggling, uh, continue to know that uh, this will not last always. This is not forever. Uh, today is dark and may be cloudy, uh, but the sun will rise again. There is light at the end of the tunnel, and it is not a train. Mm -hmm. I'll say it again. Mm -hmm. And as one who is now walking that process as well, I remind myself also day by day, I encourage myself in the Lord, as David said, King David said, that God is good and is faithful. And the scripture basically said, many are the, uh, many are the travails of the righteous, uh, but he delivers us from them all. And I believe that today. Stand still and know that I am the Lord. I believe it's what God says to all of us today. Well, we are trying something new on this, our 200th episode of the Health, Hope, and Inspiration. We are looking for your answers to this question. How does your faith make a difference in your cancer journey? Now, we're going to read every one of these responses that comes in. As time will permit. Yeah, and, and we will no doubt base some programs in the future on some of these responses. Absolutely. We want to hear from you. You've, you've heard a lot from us, and now we're really employing. Uh, we want to hear from you today because we know that it is the, the true stories. As we uh, interview all that we talk to, even on our show, these are not scripted. These are not uh, actors that are being paid. We're talking 
talking to really live living people who are either walking or have walked the journey of cancer, who are serving those who are walking or have walked the journey of cancer. And today we want to hear from our audience uh, with regard to what the Lord is doing in you and with you. How does your faith make a difference to you? in your cancer journey. Let's encourage each other by responding to that question. Again, we've set up this special site for you to go to to uh, leave the answer to that question from your perspective. HHIquestions.com is the website. HHIquestions.com. Now, that's different from our normal website, which still is operational Correct. and still has the program notes, the resources. So make note of both of these. Go to healthhopeandinspiration.com for the resources and for the audio archive of this podcast, healthhopeandinspiration.com, but hhiquestions.com if you would like uh, to leave an answer to our question of the week for you here. One more thing I'd like to ask our listeners to do, this podcast with our 200th episode Mm. has gained tens of thousands of listeners, and we're so grateful for that. We would love it if you would go on iTunes and leave a review Mm. of this podcast. Just say something about what you've learned through these many conversations on health, hope, and inspiration. That will help us uh, tell others what we're about and attract others to listen to what you've enjoyed. Hey, uh, I believe Frank Sinatra said it best. He said, start spreading the news. (laughs) Uh, We want you to help us spread the news of what health, hope, and inspiration is and has been to you. And if you believe that it is of value and can be to others, please leave us a review. Uh, Be kind and be gracious, obviously. (laughs) Uh, But we want to continue to spread the news and let others know about what God is to them, for them, and through them in the midst of a cancer journey that may help others to be and do the same. Thank you for doing that. You know, according to the American Cancer Society, nearly one out of three people in the U.S. will receive a cancer diagnosis during their lifetime. And caring for people living with cancer is a growing need in every church today. To address the issue, we've developed the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network to help equip and empower every Christian leader to better meet this great need. So if you are a pastor or a leader in your church or congregation, We want to invite you to join our growing family of informed ministry leaders in the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. Joining the Ministry Leaders Network is absolutely free. When you sign up, you'll receive online access to exclusive leaders' resources, information about ministry training opportunities, and our informative monthly email newsletter. Just visit the website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, click on the Our Journey of Hope logo at the top of the page, and join with us in the Ministry Leaders Network healthhopeandinspiration.com. This has been such a helpful conversation about God's faithfulness today, Percy. Uh, We've shared a lot of scripture. It's all in the resource that you can download now at healthhopeandinspiration.com. But any one verse you want to return to as we wrap things up? Well, we'll close with the verse that we started, Romans 10 and 11. And again, as scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. And let me tell you something. After I was initially diagnosed with cancer, there was a moment where I almost felt shame because I'm supposed to be the cancer pastor. And I'm supposed to be the guy that, you know, and how did I catch cancer? This can't be happening to right. me. How did, and then I quickly and immediately reminded myself of this very scripture that at the end of the day, my faith and hope is not in the perception of who I am or what people say that I do. My hope and my perception and my re- my reality of who I am is who God says that I am. And so uh, the faithfulness of God in me and to me and for me 
I, I refuse to be allowed to be made ashamed of the fact that I now, too, have been diagnosed with Amen. cancer. Amen. Why not me? No, why not me? God is faithful. Amen. Thank you, Percy. We'll talk again next week. That's Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. God bless you, brother. God bless you. Join us again. And remember, we really have some wood to chop. Keep chopping the wood, everyone. Thanks for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.